0: What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of the greatest nerd show in all of nerddom, in all of the nerd town that is on Nerd Place and Nerd Planet. This is Nerd Thug Radio. Nerd. Nerd, nerd, nerd. Uh, we're hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That is I. Uh, know the Captain Joey Savage today. He, uh, he is now burning through... Off days of future employees. Uh,
1: so when we hire someone, they will have no sick days. <laughs> if
0: we hire somebody, they'll actually owe time to the company when they start. Their first paycheck will be negative hours. It's contractually obligated that their sick yeah. days are They're <laughs> like, allocated <"Listen>, to Joey. <laughs> Listen, the time bank is negative right now. We're going to need you to clock some hours in just to flush us out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the worst. We're a terrible company. There's no reason anyone should ever work for us. Um we're hanging out here today on this Monday getting things started. Uh yeah, man. How's it going, bro?
1: I'm doing all right. About yourself?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm living the dream. I um I literally live in a dream. I don't do anything. I just <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. Thank nice. you. Yeah, no. I uh, you know, not up to too much getting ready. I'm doing I'm I'm moving this week. Oh, fancy. Yeah. The new place. Yeah, moving to the new place. What and what you got anything going on this week?
1: Uh not me personally. However, I have been seeing the new trailers for The Mandalorian and Disney Plus in general. I gotta say, it looks pretty good. It has snuck up on us, hasn't it? Yeah, like, it's one of those things where, like, it's happening, and then, like, I finally see trailers for it, like, on TV.
0: I know, man. So, November 12th is the date. It's, the d- it's coming. It's coming. That's soon. That is. That's, it's is two it, like, weeks. Two and
1: a half weeks away, something like that? I don't even think it's two
0: and a half. Uh, no, I don't even think it's two and a half weeks, because... Friday is October, is November 1st. Oh, true. Saturday is the 2nd. No, you're right. It is just two weeks away. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 creeping up. Um, the 12th is a Tuesday. That's kind of random. Yeah, it is a little random. I wonder what... That's weird. Anyway, November 12th is the date they've been advertising. Um, I did see on their website right now, you can still pay $70 for a full year. Uh, which is really good, <laughs> actually. It's crazy, because I think you get the Hulu Plus, or the ESPN Plus, the Hulu Plus, Basic, and Disney Plus for the 70 bucks.
1: Oh, that's that's incredible. I forget that Disney owns half of Hulu.
0: No, they own all of it now. Oh, right. They well, own they all of Hulu now. They own 70% with the option to buy for Comcast Media's 30%. Uh, so there's like a two-year agreement there where Comcast can't sell to anyone else without offering it to Disney at the same price. And Disney, at the end of the two years, Comcast can ask Disney, buy us or live or leave us alone basically.
1: Well that seems like a darned if you do, darned if you don't kind of like
0: well, No, it's a, actually if you're Comcast, it's a great deal for you because if someone were to come in with a serious purchase offer, uh it's you're basically gonna you're gonna sell because either Disney's gonna buy or the other guys will. That's fair. And then at the end of it, you either get to go to Disney and go, okay, we want our money or if Disney at that point goes, you know what, Hulu's not really working for us, we might dump on it too. At that instant, your 30% is going to be worth so much money. That's fair. So, no, I think it's a, uh, if I'm Comcast, I'm kind of, you're in the driver's seat on that. Especially considering you're a minority owner of what is essentially at that point a Disney enterprise.
1: I guess that's fair.
0: And They're going to be getting all the uh, Fox FX shows and all that. Simpsons is going to be coming to Hulu, all of that. That's fun. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot going on in the way that this is set up. This is going to be a big deal. Um, what do you, are you, have you, have you scouted it out?
1: No. My main thing is, uh, cause it's just really, for me, it's just the Mandalorian and then all of the classic Disney stuff that's going to be
0: on there. So there's much, so, so much stuff.
1: Because the, the thing is, it's also like, because they've rolled so many companies and so many properties, <laughs> like... Over the past ten years, like if they would have said this like ten years ago, it would have been like oh, that's kind of cool. Like yeah, you yeah. like it would have been great for like the kids, but like there's only so many. But like now that they've just kept snowballing more and more things, it's like they have Star Wars
0: and Marvel and this and that. You know what's really interesting is, and you're and you're completely right. But in some of th- in, in the commercials they're putting on TV, they're showing all of these different logos for the different companies that are going to be featured on the streaming. Uh-huh. So they're showing the Disney. Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic—like all of them. Yeah, and you and you kind of forget that. And there are tons of uh, streaming services who own different things that eventually will all be coming to Disney Plus. Like you know, all the Marvel movies are coming back, right? Eventually, the entire Marvel catalog will be right there on Disney+. Plus. But they've got to get through all these contracts that have been signed over the years. All these different, like, direct yeah. TV deals and, and Netflix deals and stuff. So, like, on, I was going through Netflix. I'm uh, I'm rewatching The West Wing because The West Wing is going to be moving to HBO uh, Max in mm. a couple months. HBO – I don't know who all is getting wrapped up into this. It's HBO, Cinemax, and a couple – I think I think whoever, I think it's like the Warner. It's Warner Brothers, HBO, and Cinemax are all under the same umbrella. So like DC streaming may wind up on this as well.
1: All oh, right, because of the Warner Brothers.
0: Um, and so I think over the 2020, you'll see HBO roll out its streaming service and then add stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, West Wing is going to be moving from Netflix to that in 2020 when it happens.
1: Oh, I better watch it now.
0: <laughs> Man, I and I love Netflix. Uh West Wing actually was one of those shows that I just it was great when it when it was out. And I only got to I only got to see it a little bit cuz when it was out, I think I was in high school and doing stuff and busy and like life. And so when streaming first became actually this is okay, this is how old I am, too. When Netflix first started, it was a DVD delivery service. Yeah,
1: I remember. I remember those days.
0: Well, there was a I was like a Tester, I was on. I was through some sort of internet program where I would I would test like things, mm. and so they would give you like four free months of this program, blah blah blah. Two months of this program, like it would it would it would like feed me trials of stuff. So I had Netflix free for like six months, three DVDs, the whole thing. Um, and so I mean I was watching like a movie a day or a DVD a day, and so I would do like seasons of shows. I had my, my Netflix queue was like 400 movies long. Like, I went through like <laughs> anything that looked even kind of interesting. I put on the queue and be like, oh, I don't know, maybe, yeah, we'll see what's up. And um, they would just
1: send you the one and then you'd mail it back. Just,
0: ah, man, every day I had one coming in and coming out. And like, Sunday there's not mail. So a lot of times Monday you'd get two in. Like, you're like, ooh. But what made it even better is I also signed up for the Blockbuster one. Ah. Blockbuster had one for about two years. I remember because they were trying to compete with Redbox. Well, Redbox is kind of like Redbox d- is kind of what killed Blockbuster. This is so Redboxes were kind of blowing up as Netflix and like as started. Blockbuster. I,
1: I remember this era when I was very young. Yeah,
0: because a lot of people were like, "Well, this is dumb," but a dollar a day was such a good deal.
1: Right, because they're like, they're like, I hated paying overages and late fees and all that, this. And that's, that's stuff what was killing Blockbuster.
0: But Blockbuster, when they Blockbuster, eventually was like, "Listen, if you pay us like ten bucks a month, we don't charge anything." Like they gave up the idea of overages. Also, they lost a lawsuit about overages um, a million years ago. Basically, they this is this was just poor planning on their part. <laughs> but they had a time limit on the turn-in. So, like if you turned it in after noon on a certain day, mm-hmm. then it was late. Oh right, yeah. And so the lawsuit was people who were turning it in at noon or dropping it off at eleven thirty. We're losing credit for the day because the people in the store didn't check it until afternoon. And it's just a matter of scanning it, beep, beep, and it's just whatever the computer says. right? So because they weren't scanning it in on time, they were getting charged for the day and the late fees and etc. So there was a massive lawsuit, I guess, where... It, you know, one, here's all that starts with one guy who just gets fed up with it. And then right. He's and, like, I'm tired of black. Right.
1: <laughs> you know not really grinds monkeys, gears? Blockbuster, just get get me
0: with the late fees. <laughs> right. Except and what then happens then takes is them to court. It spirals and it turns into a massive class action lawsuit because then all of a sudden people are like, well, wait, that happens to me all the time, too. This is BF. I can't believe they do that. And that. so
1: That also grinds my gears. My gears
0: are also grinded by late fees. And so, like, over and over, next thing you know, it spirals completely out of control, and um, boom.
1: Right, the death of physical media. <laughs>
0: sort of. So, Blockbuster got rid of late fees. They basically changed their membership thing, and then if you did the Blockbuster DVD thing, where it was mailed to you, you could literally just... Um, you could drop them off at the store or mail them. And dropping them off at the store, they would scan them as immediately received, so you would get your DVDs mailed to you faster. Like there was so many, it was this weird era where just like for me, there were just DVDs flying all around, like it was crazy. Um, and that
1: that's what really kills me is uh, like it's it's one of those things you don't really think about, but it's 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 literally like. Because we don't do that anymore, physical media
0: has like spun like almost out of like not, it's almost non existent now, right? Well, like, okay, so I was thinking about this for the so it kind of all goes to this to PlayStation. So now, fast forward 10, 12 years, and my PlayStation, the best deals are digital download deals yeah always like if i want to if you know
1: trying to buy any physical copy of anything
0: is it's still 10 20 bucks but like even for an old game it's still 20 bucks right but the playstation store will do these flash sales for ps plus members where it's like hey if you buy it in the next 4 days it's only 5.99 and it's all they want you to do is just download it cuz then they're not out anything and you're not out anything right it's it's just a crazy
1: it's the best way to do it but like it's kind of sad because having something that's like I've always I've always really appreciated something that's like physical and in my hands.
0: Well right and then the other part of it that's weird to think about is is this. Think about this idea that they do these crazy giant deluxe editions with like statues and action figures for the video games. Yeah. Like if you get a if you do the if you pay the $120 for the deluxe edition of a video game, you'll get like a big you know, like an art book, like an art book, and then like, in, like steel a steel case, and then a statue, and like a a replica pin. What was that? It was a movie that we saw. We, you and I, were at Walmart, and they had like a steel. The Justice League yeah. had this steel case with like art for the cover, and it was like this special edition of the. But but there's either special edition or you digital download, right?
1: <laughs> like there's no in between.
0: There's no like. Like what's going to happen to the to the $5 bin at Walmart? It's going to just not exist. I remember going through
1: like a Best Buy bargain bin finding like a sealed Game Boy Advance game. <coughs> <laughs> PS4s on the shelf. Yeah. Game Boy Advance game in the bargain bin.
0: Like video games for $10? Like that's a weird thing to think about. Right. Here's a game
1: that has re- a game that wasn't released till like like 10 like more than 10 years ago. It's just sitting S- in the bargain sitting there, bins. Sitting there,
0: well, listen. When I did a... Um, I, I worked at a, a a Target for Christmas break when I was in college. So this is like, oh five, oh six. And their back warehouse was was a, just it's crazy how much stuff is in the back and sort of organized. Like they have the barcode system where you scan a shelf and that's where you put the box and you tell the gun what's in the box. Mm-hmm. But again, you're telling the gun what's in the box. Like, it's tons of room for human error there. Right. And it's just a, uh, it's a weird. Yeah, it's really. I easily could believe that there, that someone's going through it and goes, oh, hey, this has been sitting on the shelf for nine years. Wouldn't surprise, weird. Wouldn't <laughs> surprise me at all. The worst thing about working that Christmas break at Target was, uh, they did a, they did a sale of TVs, um. <laughs> They were TVs with a DVD player on like the bottom of it. Uh-huh. So it was, like you push a button and like the DVD player like opens. Oh yeah,
1: I have one of those.
0: And it was like a thirty inch or like a twenty five inch, but it was it was a it was a hundred dollars exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was a cr- that was a crazy deal back then. It was a crazy deal in 'o six. Yeah, because TVs one of the wide, were like yeah. It was still the old school TVs. They weren't the flat screens or anything. And uh, we had gotten like thirty of them in. And um, I I hid two me for one for me and one for a buddy, and they just had me running them all day. <laughs> they had like two out, and they were trying to keep people from using those. And then, like all day, I was just running those up, just running up TVs. Yeah, we need three more TVs from the back. <sighs> Rolling up these TVs, just and like. The cart would disappear. We had like a flat cart, but they didn't like it on the floor. Mm-hmm. But for electronics, they're like, "Well, we don't want people dropping them," so they would they would tell us we could use it. But like, it kept disappearing, and I think the managers just didn't want us. They didn't want it on the floor during Christmas season at all. So I think they kept hiding it. So then they're like calling for three. So like, I would, I would jack carts from like just sitting in an aisle un- unattended. I'd just take that thing to the back put the TVs in that. I'm not I'm not carrying four TVs up. Not back then they're not little boxes back then you know yeah these things
1: aren't thin or, <laughs> or small shoot. or compact or like compact no no no
0: these were old tvs and so then i'm rolling up with all these tvs and people don't even want to let me like people want to stop me on my way up oh are those the tvs are those a hundred dollar tvs uh ma'am, these were i was radioed to bring these two electronics oh i just want one though well ma'am these i gotta i have to take them there i they told me to take them there <laughs>
1: I need these there. <laughs> yeah,
0: listen, if I don't show up with these TVs there, I'm pretty sure I'm in trouble. I hated working at Target. It was the worst. It was the worst job because people are jerks to retail employees.
1: That's how you know you're a bad person.
0: Yeah, but it's it's, it's real easy for them to do it. They love doing it. People are jerks to retail employees. And then beyond that, on top of that, pe- like retail employees are jerks to each other. So, like the managers were rude to everybody. like it was just a terrible atmosphere. Re- it, Christmas retail is is like the hardest job in the world it's there's not people don't get paid anywhere near enough. That's why I'm always nice to to people who work at stores. I'm you should be you should nice.
1: always be nice to people who work in service because you know what
0: you should always be nice to people but, right but well, yeah, especially right. to
1: people in services.
0: Because their job sucks.
1: Their job sucks. They have to deal with people all day, and people are sometimes the worst.
0: <sighs> Usually it's people who make every job like the worst part of a job. Like if you were to take out people from most people's job.
1: Yeah, I mean if we took people out from our last job, it would have been the best job ever.
0: Oh my God, if they had just minused people and just had us like driving around doing stuff.
1: Oh, it would have been awesome. I would have uh, stayed there for 10 years.
0: You get in that hole and give us the measurements on that. Okay, cool. No problem. <laughs> Stay down there. Right, yeah, <laughs> I'll never come out of this hole. I'll live here um, <laughs> the The worst was like my first day they had me go out to we wound up going out to that same spot like three times mm-hmm. um over on Wesleyan. Yes, that's the best place. the one where all all four of us were there one Saturday morning because they kept checking the same numbers and I kept telling them like I sent him a photo that day because he asked me like he sent me he sent me there in the morning. And I got in that hole, and I was looking at some, some numbers on some fiber optics. And I give him the the yard number that's on the fiber optic, and he's like, "Hmm, that doesn't match what I have." And I'm standing there in this hole, thinking, like, "Does he think I'm making this up? Like,
1: <laughs> does he think I'm
0: lying?" <laughs> right. So then I just take pictures of everything, and I send him the pictures. And he's like, "Okay, cool, thanks." Then he calls me later, and he goes, "Hey, man, about those pictures, uh, you, are you sure about those? Those were." And he gives me the same address, and I was like, "Yes." He's like, "Hey, meet me over there."
1: So you get there, and he's like,
0: "Yeah, that. Like, if I send you a photo, like, I get if you think I don't know what I'm looking at when I gave you the numbers. So that's why I went ahead and sent the photo so that you and I could see the we same thing. We also shut down
1: that street, by the way.
0: Yes, we did multiple times. Um, and so our job was great. Our job was weird. <laughs> did I tell you the time the cops came up on me? They rolled up on you? Yeah. So I was initially I was parked initially the trailer for the crew was parked behind me Mm -hmm. and so they have the cones out avoiding the trailer well then
1: oh they like leave and then come back behind you
0: yeah so now they're in front of me ah and so they didn't put the cones behind me though and i didn't think about it because we're out working on stuff you know messing with stuff and they moved the trailer up because they needed stuff off of it so then like 30 minutes later the cops come up behind me They're like why are you stopped well, they, they come up on the car, and we're all up on the hill watching, working. And, I, and they're like, whose car is this? And I was like, it's mine. He's like, well, why is it stopped?" And I was like,
1: we're, we're working.
0: Clearly working. Like, I don't know what, what your question is. And he was like, well, could you at least cone this off? And I was like, really? And he was like, well, yeah, that way it's safe.
1: So it's cone.
0: And I, and I said, okay, all right, no problem, man. So I put cones behind it because flashers in a car in, like, on the curve aren't obvious of go around this right i don't know it was weird it was a weird job though but yeah we went back and we got back in the hole and then he's comparing my pictures to what i took pictures of and he's like huh this is weird like i don't even know what to say at that point
1: (laughs) i guess yes (laughs) yeah i
0: guess it is weird that i took photos of exactly what you asked to see
1: it's a good time
0: it was a weird job though
1: it's a weird shared experience that we both have. Yeah,
0: it was great pay. Terrible people though.
1: Oh yeah. Again, people make. Was there numbers.
0: a good person that we worked with? No. I'll give you that. I didn't. Yeah, I'll give you that. I don't. I don't. Uh, no, that's not true. I like that one crew I worked with.
1: No, I, the crews were the were the the easiest part to work with. I was talking about.
0: Oh, so you know, I hated the rest of the crews. I hated all the other crews that I worked with, except uh, see, for that one.
1: I I only had good crews. Because they were uh, lazy and or hit everything, so I just had to <laughs> just hang out with them all day. <laughs> That's
0: true. That's true. You worked with a lot of people who hit so many water mains. I think it's because you were a bad inspector.
1: It's not my fault. I'm literally standing there as they <laughs> smash into things, so like, it's not my fault.
0: <laughs> Our job was so... Okay, so we've been saying this now, for, and we've talked about this way before. So we were fiber optics inspectors, and so the companies are pushing the fiber optics through the ground... They have blueprints of the city. They have the lines. They know where everything is. They know what depths everything is at because those things are at standard depths. So they know to get under stuff, and they would hit stuff all the time, gas lines, water lines. And our job, we, they wouldn't, we weren't empowered to tell these crews what to do, and these crews wouldn't have listened to us if we had told them to do something anyway because these crews are all subs, so they all think they know what they're doing. Oh, I've been doing this for seven years. I know where these pipes are. Okay, great. Oh, did you hit a water main? Boy, that's weird. I thought you knew where that was. Right. As water shoots up out of the street, destroying a corner of a neighborhood, like,
1: yeah, it's real bad.
0: The I was with one crew who hit a water main that was put so much water out it sank a stop sign. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Like it disappeared into the ground, the stop sign. <laughs> <It's> so scary. <laughs> And uh, every one of these guys thinks they're an expert, so they weren't going to listen to us anyway. And that was our job was to right. Was and, like to everyone's reporting. complaining
1: because they're like, because they when 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 you're when you're doing work underground, they have someone go out and like mark where like utilities are. Yeah, but Houston doesn't mark water because you can find there's, a, the website. Wa- there's can a website. There's a website you can find literally go to. a map. Of like, the waterline, right? Exactly, and so and they they tell no one, you where they are.
0: <laughs> so apparently, none. of these No crews one, would no do one
1: it. once looked it up, and th- we hit one every day. Every
0: day we would hit a waterline. So, and every day I would yell at a crew for hitting it, and and then at the end it was my fault with our bosses that my crew would hit a waterline. <laughs> And I was like, "How is this possibly? Mild? How is this my? Especially when we
1: have multiple crews to work with,
0: right? Like, so other, so a crew I'm not even on the in the field with would hit, and then I've got to leave the crew I'm with to drive over to the other crew to just watch water pour out of the ground for three hours. <laughs> like, I can't do anything about it."
1: That's and that's where my respect for the people who repair those lines
0: comes from, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like you have to deal with this every day of the week forever. Well, and the weird part is right, they could turn off specific points. Yeah, that yes. was the thing that blew my mind was the first time a, a water guy came out there with a with a little utility keypad with a little it looks like a little iPad, but it's got an integrated system where he can literally tap on the screen that main that's leaking. And report it in, like call that number in, and they could turn off water to that spot. That is amazing to me.
1: Technology is really impressive. And then other times it fails you because it's uh, yeah. it turns out the the section that they hit is like a million years old and doesn't work anymore. <laughs> or that happened to one where they get to the thing and they're like, yeah, we're supposed to have turned it off. This is supposed to be off by now, but I guess it's just not. Because it's not. So they off. just like went and like turned these big keys, and yeah. they're like, is this one it? No. no. <laughs> open it back up. They've got go go to go find like one.
0: nine keys to find the one that goes to it and manually close it. The other dumb thing is if we, there was one time where our guys like nicked one and they didn't want to do anything about it. And the neighbor was like, well, I called the water guy out there. And he was like, well, it's not coming up in affecting traffic. And none of the houses have reported a loss of water pressure. So we don't have to do anything about this
1: doesn't <laughs> seem so backwards. It's a bad when you're such a rich nation that, like, this precious commodity is just flowing into the street being completely wasted. And we're just like, well, no one's complaining about it yet, so, so we're just going to ignore it. So we it. don't have to fix it.
0: That's like my neighbor's house. <laughs> they had water coming out of the ground. And I told both neighbors, and one neighbor called the water people. The water people came, acknowledged there was water coming out of the ground, and they said... Technically, it belongs to the other house that didn't call, so until they call, we won't fix it. <laughs> 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 they got there, they dug a hole, they found it, and then they said, oh, it's not your line, ma'am. They put the dirt back, and then they left. <laughs> how Just does, the worst. How does that make sense? All right, with that, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got a lot more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. <sighs> The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio... What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to another edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're just hanging out here on this Monday afternoon. Wow, it is Monday. It is Monday. Uh, Nico, before we get into anything, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about Cox ATA. Cox ATA, leader in ATA
1: martial arts with three convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia, and one in... The Woodlands. Wow, you were struggling. Right? I was. I oh, I, I forgot which one I said first. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, "Which one have I not said?" Did you go out of order? Who's who? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> now with one in the Woodlands, uh, now they're all over the place. That's anywhere true. you can hear us, you can. There's there's a, there's a location for you to go to. Mention Nerd Thug Radio, get two free weeks of training. this they got Taekwondo, Tai Chi, self defense courses from anywhere. If you're three, if you're ninety three. They have tons of programs, super flexible, great family-friendly people. Uh, Check out Cox AT on the Facebook page. We link them all the time. Uh, They teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave
0: a legacy. Yeah. Kia. Uh, I didn't get to go to the tournament this weekend, so I didn't get to take their money. Can't believe you've disappointed me. I know. No, my car wasn't starting last night. I was like, what's going on with this thing? I thought I was going to have to swap the battery, which would have made me... Real unhappy because mm-hmm. it's in the wheel well. <laughs>
1: That's so dumb.
0: <laughs> it's so stupid. Makers of the Dodge Avenger, thank you for that. Thank you. For you that.
1: did save that random. Those random people, like, yeah, stuck at our auto zone. <laughs> they were they were both sitting with the hood open, looking like they just like.
0: Wait, because it's so confused. You open the hood and there's no. Ba- you're looking for a battery and you expect to see a battery and you see none. And what's weird is there's more room, right? Like. Your little car. What do you What do you drive?
1: I drive a Ford Focus.
0: Okay, so your little Ford Focus, which is super tight, and the engines turned sideways, and all of that. There's a battery there.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like tucked a little bit, but it's there. There's a battery there.
0: Well, when you open the hood of the Dodge Avenger, there's no battery there. <laughs> like you're just looking at it, going, uh, uh, okay, weird. It, <laughs> <laughs> like what do
1: you do? <laughs> These people are stuck in this parking lot, and then you're just you get out and you're like, hey, if this is this is this is a Touch Avenger, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> battery's in the wheel well, and they're both like oh. Oh, Yeah.
0: Which also means you have to take the wheel completely off to get to the battery.
1: That sucks. That's yep. really poorly designed. That's just something where they were like, It's perfect, and they're like, Where's the battery gonna go? And they're like
0: Oh <laughs> Well my mom. Uh, for the longest time, she drove an Audi A4, and I don't know what year it was. So don't write in and ask me; I don't know. But its battery was in the trunk. Yeah, I had a. It, the tr- it was in the trunk on a side panel, but the but there were jump conduits in, in the, the front. Yeah, just there are jump conduits for the Avenger in the under the hood too. But it want them not. want them not. Like it wouldn't jump that night for whatever reason. I don't know if I just didn't have it lined up right or whatever, but. Sun, it jumped Sunday morning, and then it was a different story. But oh, There you go. Didn't get to play in the tournament either way. I was real unhappy about that. Um,
1: Big said. Well, I went, man, I,
0: I was I was going to go take – look, there's a lot of money on the table. <laughs> a lot of money and a bracelet. I was going to win. I was going to win. Um. So anyway, we were talking off the air uh, about just like some successful people, and you mentioned that DJ Khaled. And you said you don't like DJ Khaled. I don't. So I why, used to think he was funny. Why don't you like DJ Khaled?
1: Um, the thing that kind of like one, I'm not a huge fan of his "quote unquote" music.
0: He kind of has a weird career where he he kind of blew up. He had an album of like essentially what were remixes. Yeah, and I don't. I guess he got writing credits for those, and then like that's what that's what really took him off. Right, because so it was like a it was a ludicrous song that like. He did the remix for that really blew him up, where he was like DJ Khaled.
1: Yeah, he's always on the front of everything. Yeah, but like it's his album technically. It's his music. It's technically DJ Khaled featuring the other artist, even though the other artist sings the entire song.
0: Exactly. It's a weird. He's he's more producer than DJ, I think.
1: Right. Well, his his titles DJs. I right. guess. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't. Modern music has some weird guys who kind of are gray in that they.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of rappers that also make their own like which beats that part too. I
0: get like if you're if you if uh, like when Eminem produces an album I understand what the difference there is uh-huh. with someone like him who is a DJ and now is a record producer and and somehow writes songs like I'm not sure uh, that's the part I'm confused about How, where does that come from
1: Yeah, because I don't even know if he's even the entirety of the writing credit. Because I feel like sometimes they write their own music and then come to it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of times, yes. Yes. They bring a song to him, and then he makes changes, and then he takes a writing credit for making the changes.
1: Right. But it's still DJ Khaled's song for whatever reason.
0: Right. Well, and part of that, he probably is buying some of those songs, too.
1: Oh, yeah. No. And, like, that's that's another thing is he, he often, like, he's like, oh, that's the song you're hearing on the radios. It's like, yeah, but it's not what people want to listen to. <laughs>
0: I don't know about that. I I don't think I don't think mm, I don't know about that part. I'm not I'm not willing to go there. But you don't like him for other reasons too. You said right. Yeah. Well, what did you 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 wanted to make a point about DJ Khaled? Aren't
1: you? Right, where he was. I was I was I was talking about how he he kind of views success because he was he got angry and like really petty that his album didn't release at number one. Who did though? Uh that was I think, Billie Eilish. Was it one, and then, I can't remember if it was Billie Eilish or if it was the Tyler the Creator album that was number one that
0: week. Okay, if if Tyler the Creator releases an album the same week as me and beats me, I'm mad. Right. If Billie Eilish releases oh, you know what, though, but Billie Eilish kind of came out of nowhere. So, but she'd been, no, she's been in the music scene, she has been in the music game now for a couple years. Right. So DJ Khaled should know who Billie Eilish is at this point. Right. By the time the album dropped, her she already, she'd already had a couple years worth of hits. Yeah, that's petty,
1: super petty, right?
0: But I don't know that that makes him a bad person. I think a lot of these people use success as as a driver, mm. and they set goals. They don't have to be realistic. For example, Kanye West just made uh, a gospel. Jesus album. Jesus is King. <laughs> yeah, and listen, I'm gonna make zero comment about a decision to make a gospel album. I'm gonna make. I'm not. I'm not gonna.
1: I am going to I am going to be mad that he didn't release Yandi. Release Yandi please. What it's Yandi was his album that he was supposed to drop last. The ca- the release date came and went, nothing happened and then they were like what happened and he's like I didn't finish it and then God is <laughs> the Jesus King came comes out. I could no relation to
0: Yandi. <laughs> listen, I'll be honest. I don't care.
1: Release Yandi.
0: I don't want to hear I don't want to hear Yandi. I don't want I mean we're a long way removed from college dropout. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> but
1: We're ready for Yandy. It never happened.
0: I, I'm, I couldn't care less. <laughs> but specifically, something about Kanye West, I'm sure he has goals when he drops albums. I'm sure he has expectations. This album is a top ten album that I just made, and I'm putting it out. And if it doesn't do that, you it's okay to be disappointed by that. It's all right to, to, to set a goal and to fail. That's, that's acceptable. Yeah, Um, that's
1: normal, but when you get on social media and be like, I can't believe this has happened to me, I didn't release at number one.
0: I did see where, I mean, well, Chris Brown used to get mad at his fans.
1: Well, Chris Brown's also like a super garbage human, so
0: correct. Chris Brown is a big piece of crap, huge piece of crap. But
1: he's the he's the person I'm most mad that still exists, like and, and still <laughs> popular, because he he did something so unspeakable, and this isn't even the first time, let alone the only times this happened to no, him. No, and he's and he's kind of a he's consistently been the worst person correct. ever. Correct.
0: Every time he he's shown up somewhere, he it winds up being a, just a big waste of everybody's time. Like he's not. Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that. Um...
1: We weren't going to complain about someone. Chris Brown. Correct.
0: Easy. That's the thing, right? So, like, when people, okay, but let me let me finish this point before we move on to the next point. So, Chris Brown, though, when he was going through all of that, he punched Rihanna in the face. He had an album that was supposed to drop, like, three months later. Uh, he's dealing with, like, court cases, restraining orders, stay far away, don't come here, blah, 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 X amount of blah, 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 all of that mess. He finally shows back up in court, and, uh, you know, they get all that taken care of, and then, like his, like, within weeks of that being taken care of, the album's coming out. And so he's doing this press tour, and anytime he was on a real network with real interviewers, they asked about the the you know the trial and the case and all that, and how's what's your relationship with Rihanna like now? Like, what have you have you how, you know have you made this right? Like, what are you doing? And he would kind of be like, "Well, I'm really here to talk about the album." I was like, "Well, that's too bad." Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> well, that's that's too bad. You punched a girl in the face that everyone lo- knew at the time and loved. I was still a loves. I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan of Rihanna's music, but I do. I like who she portrays to the media. She gets asked a lot of questions that are annoying, probably to everyone who gets asked them. Mm-hmm. And she she just like yells at reporters about it. And I think it's really funny. Rihanna, you know, who are you with? are you, are you dating? Anyone? And she's like, "Don't ask me that." And I love that. I love that that she's just like, "That's none of your business." Her and uh Tom Hardy. Do such a great job of just being like. Do love Tom Hardy. He's got this like they just have the best answers for those kind of all the personal questions. What does that have to do with Mad Max? Mm, I guess nothing. Okay, moving okay. On.
1: That's <laughs> if that answers your question. Yeah. Boom. Boom.
0: But Chris Brown did. A, he went on a bit of a tirade where he essentially was like, if my fans don't step up and start buying my albums again, I'm gonna have to do something else.
1: Okay. Beat other women? Like, what was
0: (laughs) your (laughs) your option there? Nico going hard (laughs) on Chris Brown. Yeah, I don't know what his other career options are. That's a weird thing, too. Like, you got a big career out of dance. But people I do like have put their arms around him and brought him, quote-unquote, back. You know, Drake. That makes me vehemently upset. Does it? I don't,
1: like, he's someone who's such a garbage human, it's like... He was irrelevant. You just could just leave him
0: alone and then just do your own thing. Drake and Lil Dicky. (sighs) They both they brought him back, and they made it like Uh, uh, they made Chris Brown the freaky the
1: Freaky Friday song with Lil Dicky. The entire Chris Brown verse was how great it was to not be Chris
0: Brown (laughs) (laughs)
1: because he has no
0: pass at that point, right? Well, and, and you're right, because he's trying to be like, oh, I can walk up and down the street and people don't recognize me, but then it's also like, yeah, I recognize you for hitting a woman.
1: Right, for beating up Rihanna. <laughs> you terrible, terrible person.
0: He really, like, he messed her up that night. Like, those, have you... The pictures, pictures were terrible. Right,
1: like, if you ever, if you ever want, if you ever enjoy Chris Brown's song, and then you, you look back and you're like, oh, was Chris Brown that, that brown? And then, uh, was Chris Brown that bad? And then you go back and look at the photos. Like, yes, they're he was. awful. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was.
0: Um. Okay, so It that, was always that bad. I guess we go to this then. This is the logical evolution of that conversation. So DJ Khaled's a jerk. Chris Brown's a terrible human being. You're mad at Drake and Lil Dicky for making Chris Brown relevant. Yes. So do you turn off the radio when a Michael Jackson song comes on? Do you turn off the radio when an R. Kelly song comes on? Yes. Okay. Do you, I mean, you know what Maybe I mean? Maybe not like, Michael
1: Jackson, but... I feel um, like he's been dead for a long time. It's been 10 years.
0: <laughs> so that means it's okay?
1: No, but I really don't know what happened, so...
0: Hmm.
1: There's something that comes with ignorance.
0: That's No, you're right about that. You are right about that. And there's tons of artists who did shady stuff, too. Like Elvis, oh, yeah, no. Elvis Presley married a 15-year-old girl who went up being Lisa Marie Presley, who he was married to for, you know, 20 years. Um trying to think of the guy who sings Great Balls of Fire or what his name is, and I'm blanking on his name, but essentially he married, like, his 13-year-old cousin or 14-year-old cousin, something along those lines. When do we turn those – and uh I know we're on it time-wise, but the song that plays in every sports stadium around America, the – with the yeah. – that's by a guy named Gary Glitter who is completely blackballed in the UK because he has been arrested numerous times for pedophilia. His songs don't play in Great Britain. So when British people in America see The Joker, they're confused about why that song is in that movie because that means he got a royalty check. Gary Glitter makes like 400 grand a year from rock stadiums alone, from sports stadiums alone playing his song. That's how he makes his living and then he goes he's been I think he's been in British prison twice for pedophilia.
1: Just the worst person. He's been
0: kicked out of Thailand for being inappropriate with a child. Thailand's a place where you don't get kicked out of <laughs> It's a hard place to get kicked out of especially for sex stuff. Kicked out of Thailand. Ooh. So like he's like persona non grata. He's like R. Kelly on steroids in Great Britain. And then here in America we play a song everywhere because no one knows who he is. No one knows the story at all. Ignorance is strong. Ignorance is strong. You're right about that. All right. So on that terrifying, Ter-
1: note. terrible, disappointing anyone
0: who's ever made anything, they have a dark, deep, dark past. It is right, like it's awful. But like art comes from weird places, so. But People, is this art? I mean, I don't know. It's all—it's all weird. It's, it's art. Commerce. That's that's the that's the
1: can you separate the art from the artist?
0: But like the things we're calling art now, like like Van Gogh made like beautiful paintings and then we're talking about a two and a half minute song by Chris Brown like they're both the same thing like
1: I think I think that's where you think like no this isn't the same thing I think I think what a lot of people have to consider is some art is better than other art but it's all subjective
0: art is subjective that is 100% accurate alright we're gonna jump out to a break when we come back we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo.
1: And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.
0: What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. We're, we're in the bring it home segment of the show. Taking it home. Taking it home. Like the Astros. Taking it home. Yeah, man. Game, uh, game five, game six tomorrow. Uh, now, I know in basketball, winner of Game 5 typically determines a series. I think it's like a 70%, 80% type number. I don't know about baseball. I don't know about that. But g- winning three in a row in Washington was huge. They need they absolutely needed that. So that's yeah. exciting. So that's tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, before we get into anything here on NerdThug Radio, 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. me make sure you go to Facebook.com backslash Radio or to NerdThugRadio.com. Uh, Before we get into everything here, let me tell you guys about Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more on 1488. This week, there's not a ton going on because... Saturday. 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 Extra Life. Oh, yeah. November 2nd, 24 hours of gaming for the Children's Miracle Network. It's going to be huge. Um, Tuesday, October 29th, they've got the Writers Club Juniors going on from 5 to 8 p.m., All writers are welcome. It's a supportive group looking to help writers kind of work on their skills. Professionals and amateurs alike are welcome. Um, They're just kind of having fun with it. So make sure to check that out. You're a writer. Are you going? uh, This is for the kids. Writers Club Junior. Yeah, it says all writers are welcome. Well, it it does say that, but then it says suggested ages 10 to 16. So,
1: no. I'll believe you now
0: uh tuesday october 31st actually on halloween they're having a magic the gathering standard tournament it's a halloween challenge uh bring your halloween themed standard decks and have fun as always there's five dollars buy-in for prize support spooky spooky they sell comics games and more there uh my pool box is there i get my 10 percent off i hope everyone signed up in time to get theirs um the adventure begins is a great place to go make sure to swing by bill's awesome uh, Kate, Chaz, Jarek All great people working there You need to just go by And check it out and hang out And have a good time mm-hmm. uh, We're there most Friday nights I don't know if we're gonna do A Friday night this week Because we will literally Be there for 24, 24 hours On Saturday, Saturday. So uh, I mean I'm, I'm pumped I I'm am too I'm so ready Yeah It's a big week for me I move We got that going on Halloween's this week I mean I'm gonna be like All over the place It's a good week I'm gonna be real busy
1: got like three papers too, <laughs> at the end of this week Do you really? Real, I'm a real nerve wracked I'm like, "Oh, you
0: better get them done, son. Uh, no. Get them done." Um, so occasionally we've talked about the comics gate community here on the show. Yep. Um I consider them to essentially be uh, a hate group.
1: They're just tagglers on the internet, right?
0: They're trolls. Uh, but they believe that they are comic fans who just want to make comics better, and they're tired of the SJW. Is it SWJ, SJW? What SJW. Is it? SJW is pushing their... Agendas. Po- their political agendas down everyone's throat. The one thing I always point out, and I just want to keep pointing this out, is Ike Promolter is the head of Marvel. He runs. He's the CEO of Marvel Comics. It's his... Well, now that Disney's bought it, he has bosses now. But before that, he was the guy in charge okay he's part of trump's cabinet as a matter of fact there have been sgw writers who have turned down offers from marvel to write for the company because ike promulter is in trump's cabinet so the other
1: thing is that comics have always been the x-men are a really obvious example.
0: they're clearly uh left-leaning concepts um,
1: well, it just comes all it all it all comes back to entertainment, and what we see becomes acceptable.
0: Yeah, what, but I mean the the, the story of the X Men,
1: right? Is it's literally the, one about prejudice, and it's
0: one of integration. It's one of you know.
1: Although, to be fair, the storyline they keep telling is that every, they lose every time, which is
0: yeah, that's true. The current storyline <laughs> is that they lose every time, which actually kind of feels like modern politics a little bit. But this isn't about politics of comic gate. This is about the troubles of ComicSgate. Ooh. So Ethan Van Skyver is he was a little known he did some art for a Green Lantern run that is hailed as one of the greatest runs ever, but that's because Jeff Jones tells Awesome like, story. Well he tells like this hundred issue story like the the Spectrum War and Darkest Night and all this different stuff. You know, the big Green Lantern one. The huge Green Lantern story. Well Ethan Van Skyver was the artist for like the first part of it. He does like ten issues, okay? But that's his claim to fame. Is that he's on the super important Green Lantern run. Uh, he, I think he does the Sinestro War or something like that. Um, Pretty relevant. So he does the beginning like chapter of the of what winds up being a massive story. Um, however, he is part of it. I don't want to...
1: Not going to minimize his importance I'm, yeah, there. Yeah, I'm trying to
0: put it in perspective accurately. He is part of it. He's not a massive part, but he is part of it, and that is his claim to fame. He then says that he's one of the best artists in the entire industry, Uh, But he's blackballed from working because of his politics. But uh, the longer he speaks, the more it kind of comes out that he's just kind of a jerk. Uh, He calls himself Caesar, if that's any kind of indicator of...
1: Seems very pretentious.
0: Right. uh, And he calls his followers the War Party. And they, they go on... Like, internet hate campaigns. so Good for him. Not a great guy. Anyway, he's been doing this massive crowdfunding. Massive. It, it, it was huge. I'm not going to deny all kinds. I think it was basically, he went through like. Is this the robot frog? This is cyber frog, yes. Yeah. He went through like five rounds of crowdfunding before he ever printed the first book, though. I kept saying that that's really shady. That he would keep doing more And everyone's like, he's giving more people an opportunity to buy a copy. And I said, that's fine, but how come the people in Group A haven't gotten their book yet? Like, don't sell a second issue until you... I still have copies of my first comic book that I'm trying to get out to people that I'm mailing out as I go. I'm not releasing a second issue yet. I'm trying to get everyone their first issue before I worry about what's next. Like, we're working on a second issue behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to come out until everyone has issue one in their hands. That's just the right thing to do. This guy did five crowd funds before he gave a single person their comic in the commons now it's coming out a bunch of people still haven't gotten their books a ton of people and he just launched another crowdfunder for a cyber frog commemorative coin and super random commemorative coin
1: i I would like to release a kickstarter for what is normally a uh, what are they called like Reward tier?
0: Yeah, I, essentially. And so people can now, right now, buy the Cyberfrog coin. But there's people who are like, I still don't have my comic book. Like, before I, before we do a coin, can I get my my book?
1: Right, I ordered her book a year ago. <laughs>
0: it, it was supposed to come out March of last year. It came out, like, I think a month ago. Nice, good job. So it was a solid 18 months behind schedule.
1: The hustle. That happens a lot, and this is kind of like... Crowdfunding
0: can be... That kind of dicey thing.
1: Well, some people, there's always, like, every, like, wonderful success story, there's always, like, 50 more, like, horrible, mismanaged, like, absolute messes
0: of... Well, get this. I'm glad you said that. So, there's another CG, or he's big in the community. I don't know his name. And I don't know the name of his project. I'm not even going to promote it because it's an active and I don't like him. So, he can deal with it. He did a crowdfunding in March for a book. No, he did a crowdfund for a book that was supposed to come out in March. Mm-hmm. It still has not come out. That crowdfund did like $170,000. Let me tell you something about comic books. That's huge. someone hands you $170,000, you can make a comic book. There's no doubt in my mind you can print and get copies to everyone involved without an issue for $170,000. I made my comic book for under eight hundred. So if someone hands you $17,000, you are good. He's now doing a one hundred and seventy thousand. I'm sorry. He's now doing a second one. It's only earned thirty thousand, which is like thirty percent, forty percent of its estimated. Mm-hmm. And everyone's accusing it of sabotage and saying that the SJWs are, are working to stop it. He never delivered on the last crowdfunder.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's and that's the and that's the the struggle. A lot of people see crowdfunding as like, oh, I'm like pre-ordering it, but it's not because that's not necessarily where the money goes. Well, this guy, this is,
0: that's part, oh, man, you are like, you're in it right now.
1: I'm, I, my fingers are on the pulse. I'm
0: glad, you really are, you've inherited the gift. So this guy, allegedly, his quote-unquote media company has worked out a distribution deal with Walmart for up to a million copies of books. So he said he really needs this crowdfund to do well, because the excess cash, the profit, essentially... He was going to use to build out the network, and the creative teams, and, and create the books that need to go into this deal with Walmart. Mm-hmm. So he really needs this to do well. But at the same time, that makes everyone wondering where the one hundred seventy thousand dollars went on the last crowdfund that hasn't came through yet. Exactly. Super shady.
1: No, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's like a lot of times these companies just will fall apart. <laughs>
0: They do, and I know you're talking about. You're talking more about video games in this instance. I well, like. no,
1: it's it's a it's a lot of crowdfunding adventures in general. Is what happens is that they get, what happens is that a lot of money will come in, like an idea will blow up, or like yeah, some, some people get super interested. It'll blow up, get tons of funding, and then like, people either way overestimated their thing, or they're absolutely mismanaged, or even. Um, this has happened to one video game that was uh, supposed to come out. It had like a huge Kickstarter, um, so they hired a development company to make this game because they didn't know how to make a game, and they were like, "Cool, thanks." And then they just up and left and took thousands of dollars, never produced anything.
0: That's one of those things you just don't pay. You don't pay people until they deliver is a thing, right? And when you do, you always get screwed on that. I've I've learned that firsthand. You guys, you know that firsthand too. Mm-hmm. That's just one of those rules. You don't pay until delivery, but. Yeah, man, it's just kind of a... Well, like for me, for my comic book. Okay, uh, uh, friends and family paid basically $5 a copy. Well, it wound up my print cost was three and a penny, basically. Well, then when we turned around and I started shipping them out, shipping was between $1.40 and $2. I only charged $5. So now I'm paying a penny per book. Pe- per book. And that's not including buying envelopes. So, like, per book, I'm probably spending, like... 15 cents for people to get their comic book. And when you're a freelancer, that's tight. But also it's just, it was poor planning on my part. And that's the lesson that I learned here mm-hmm. is that shipping is a is a, it's a real thing. It's a real thing and a big financial factor on these things. And I think that that's, I think that's important to remember that there's a lot that goes into this. And so failure is just possible. And just because you succeed once doesn't mean you're going to succeed again. And this idea that these guys were going to change the comic book industry and make comics great again by kickstarting everything—it doesn't. That narrows the audience. It doesn't grow the audience. Right. And then you have to deliver. Because if you don't deliver, they're not coming back.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing.
0: If you don't deliver, they are not coming back. Uh, with that, we're going to jump out here. I uh, hope everyone has a great week. We're going to see you again Thursday afternoon with Nerd Thug Sports. Probably going to be doing some kind of World Series wrap up, I imagine. Uh, in the meantime, for little brother Nico and myself, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel.